Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. It is Tuesday, December 16th, 2024. Holy shit, Trump crushes in Iowa in an unprecedented manner, a historic victory, which the news media for the most part barely even reported. Instead, they dilly-dallied with two... (laughs) Who the fuck came in second? Who cares? Second? Behind 30 points? Second? Lost in the ash heap of a historic victory by Donald J. Trump. All right, so I'm going to cover the Iowa caucus results um, and the the media's coverage of the Iowa caucus results. And lots more headlines, so stick around. And don't forget to engage the channel, like the podcast, uh, share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment. All right, let's get in uh, to the news of the day, which is really the Ohio caucus. Excuse me. Ah! <laughs> Iowa caucus. What did I say, Ohio? I got a lot of headlines to go through, so I'm going to go through uh, very fast. I'm going to start off with the Associated Press here. Iowa's winter blast could make an unrepresentative way of picking presidential nominees even more so. I don't know what that has to do with. That was just the Associated Press trying to tell you that for some reason all the Trump support out there isn't going to turn out in the polls or somehow the Iowa caucuses isn't fair and that people voting for Trump, uh, which is representative because, as I said plenty of times before, over 50% of the electorate within the United States supports Donald Trump. So if you didn't hear yet, Vivek Ramaswamy drops out of the race uh, and um, endorses Trump. Ramaswamy trailed Trump, Haley, and DeSantis in the polls heading into the Iowa caucuses. So he was an American first candidate. He was saying all the right things. He just didn't have the support because any support for him was really taken away from Trump. As Trump, you might have heard Trump lash out about Vivek Ramaswamy. But he is trying to be the heir apparent to the MAGA movement. And he's got to make a political showing of some sort to get his name recognition out there for any future political ambitions he might have. So it's a good play on his part. And if he's vying for a cabinet position, he might very well get one. So like I said, he was saying all the right things. A lot of people are talking about whether or not Vivek Ramaswamy was a plant or he's somehow trying to undermine the campaign. I've listened to the guy talk at length. He's very articulate, very intelligent, saying all the right things. So I, I don't think... I think he's for real. So we'll see where his political ambitions might take him in the future. But for now, he's bowed out uh, and giving a nod to Donald Trump. New York Times, five takeaways from Trump's runaway victory in the Iowa caucuses. At least the New York Times tries to report the facts 
It was a runaway victory, but it was a historic. They even said the former president crushed Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and also benefited from their close battle for second, which seemed set to prolong a three-way race. Nikki Haley, if you saw Nikki Haley's speech, she was like, it's a two-person race now. And she came in third, so I don't really know what the hell she was talking about, and nobody did. There was a lot of speculation of what she was talking about. Um, maybe she got her numbers wrong, who knows? I'll just read the lead from the New York Times. After nearly a year of campaigning, more than $123 million in advertising and in glorious frozen over finish, the Iowa caucuses ended much as the race began. Donald J. Trump, the dominant frontrunner, was declared the winner before most of the votes had even been cast. Mr. Trump's overwhelming victory again demonstrated the enduring command of his uh, enduring command of the Republican Party. Far behind, blah, 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 all the other people. Like I said, it, it's, it's Donald Trump, it's the populist, uh, libertarian-leaning, populist Republican Party that is now in control and... That's why Lindsey Graham supports Donald Trump because she, he, she, <laughs> Freudian slip, he sees which way the wind is blowing. Uh, Trump says all the right things and he vows and he's shown he's willing to fight for the American people, what the American people want or the majority of the American people. And all these naysayers and all the people that smear him don't really know what kind of policies he's forwarding and why um you know if you're if you're not at least somewhat of a nationalist you could always move to another country bbc reports iowa caucuses what trump's dominant win means for his rivals well i don't know what does bbc think but dominating the vote count was just one reason why the former president was celebrating on monday night after his supporters braved extreme cold weather to deliver him the win and it was historic win. It's I was hoping that he had a 30-point lead. He got to 50%, which gives him 20 delegates. All very important moving forward. Just the demonstration of it, of his overwhelming support, which no one seems, you know, if you listen to Joy Reid, she was just ridiculous, saying it's all white evangelical Christians in Iowa, and that's why it's uh, Donald Trump won. It was because it's racist. Neither of Trump's main rivals, Nikki Haley nor Ron DeSantis, emerged as a lead challenger, so the not-Trump vote remains divided. Meanwhile, his most ideologically similar rival, Vivek Ramaswamy, announced that he was dropping out and will endorse Mr. Trump in New Hampshire. This is still Donald Trump's party. Indeed, Trump's victory is a remarkable turnaround. It's not a real turnaround. It's He has gained support by showing he's willing to fight the establishment and the system that people on the left used to rail about all the time, fighting the man or whatever. You don't understand what fighting the man is. Fighting the man isn't, you know, isn't siding with Green Day. Um, that's that's a complete, that's completely wrong. You, you don't understand where the tables are, what side of the table you need to be on. No, <coughs> excuse me, no clear rival emerged from Iowa. And we know all this already. Trump easily wins Iowa caucus in historical landslide, urging unity to straighten out death and destruction. So if you didn't hear Trump's um, 
acceptance speech, his victory speech, really, um, he made it clear it was a um, it's, it was a conciliatory speech. He uh, pledged unity. I mean, that's what he was uh, aiming at. He's trying to get the indep- independent vote, which is important. Um, but that's what he was doing. He was trying to take the high road, which is obviously a very good idea, taking the high road. And, you know, it was conciliatory. He's like, we need to put our differences aside and come together to save the country and stop the death and destruction. Particularly, he talked a lot. He went on and on about Ukraine and how it was very sad, all the people dying in Ukraine. A whole generation, as I said yesterday, of young Ukrainian men lost. And now a widening, what looks like a widening World War III uh, with what's happening, Yemen, Gaza, Israel, uh, all these things. Um, the proxy war, which was going on in Yemen, uh, which the West was supporting the Sunni, uh, the Sunni minority government in Yemen, and the majority Shiite population was siding with the Houthi rebels. Moving on to NBC News, which they still have it at 99%, right? Projected winner, Donald Trump, with 56%. I I don't know why they didn't update. (laughs) They haven't updated their website, but they had him at uh, 50, excuse me, 56,000 votes, 51%, if you didn't know. Um, There was, there's a lot of jockeying in the mainstream media about not, they were very, and I projected this, they're very reluctant to give Trump the 30-point win. So here they have him at 51%, while uh, DeSantis is at 21.2%. So that edges him out of the 30-point win, which is not surprising. Even the Washington Post, Trump scores divisive win in Iowa caucuses, DeSantis second place. If you want to call it second place. If you're behind by 30 points, it's it's not even a, a second place. So... They say in the Washington Post, Donald Trump romped to a decisive victory Monday night in the frigid Iowa caucuses, cementing his formidable grip over the Republican Party and pushing the nation closer to a historic modern rematch with President Biden. Now, I just want to say, here's the propaganda in the Washington Post. Trump romped to a divisive victory Monday night in the frigid Iowa caucuses, cementing his formidable grip over the Republican Party. So they're trying, what they're trying to do is equate the false narrative about Trump or the narrative about Trump, the lies about Trump really, is that the racist um, Donald Trump, racist, bigoted, authoritarian, Nazi, fascist Donald Trump now cemented his formidable grip over the Republican Party. So now the Republican Party is all the things that they uh, plaster Donald Trump with. Even though that many liberals, even my brother are like, Republicans are racist. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a ridiculous statement. It's a, it's a generalized statement. And it's always the people that claim racism, at least when we were talking about racism and bias, originally we were always talking about generalization. Like, you don't say all black people are criminals because some are. That's a generalization. Or all young, or all people that have baggy pants are gangsters whatever, that's a generalization. You don't, you don't generalize 
groups of people, even if they're affiliated groups or non-affiliated groups, it doesn't really matter. The point being is that people should be judged on an individual basis. If you're part of a group, and this is the problem with being parts of um, formal groups, is that if those groups stand for something, you could be associated with that stance. That's the thing with groups. But particularly with um, groups that are, let's say people group together on the basis of race, and this is the problem with religion because religion also has certain stances on things. So if you group yourself within a religion, you might get labeled as X, Y, Z. But the problem is with race, whether you're white, black, Asian, whatever, you don't necessarily share the same viewpoints. And you certainly um, don't share behavioral traits, if they can even be called traits, you don't share behavior with other people in groups that you might be grouped with. I mean, generalizations are bad, and that's what leads to biased, bigoted, racist behavior, is generalization. So you can't use generalizations and then point the finger at racism because you're, you, you indeed are being racist and generalizing. Got a lot of headlines to go through, so moving a little quicker now. Um, Germany is preparing for Putin attack against NATO in 2025. Leaked secret plans reveal step-by-step step how Russia will escalate conflict to all-out war in 18 months. Sweden did the same thing also, preparing for an attack by Russia. It's all fake. Russia had even Vladimir Putin scoffed at the... Russia is trying to create a buffer zone to preserve its strategic integrity. That doesn't involve attacking Germany or Sweden. Sweden would be more likely because if they want, they want to access, they do have access uh, to the Baltic Sea. I don't want to get into the geography of it all, um, but they do maintain territory on the Baltic Sea, but that would be the reason because Sweden is joining NATO. So if NATO puts in anti-ship or anti-submarine missiles there, that could be problematic. But Germany isn't even an issue. So I don't even know what this is all about. Maybe it's about this. Uh, Associated Press, German farmers and their tractors throng Berlin in a protest against fuel subsidy cuts, which is going to affect farmers. If you didn't know this all throughout Europe, there's a war on farming because of the methane gas that they're trying to limit in this Green New Deal. And so uh, they're doing the subsidy cuts to cut fuel use because of climate change, but also as a, a try to bankrupt farmers um, because they rely on those fuel subsidies for their tractors and trucking and whatnot. Um, so it's a war against farmers. Um, and it's going on all throughout Europe. You saw what happened in the Netherlands. Protests sweep Germany as far right spots an opening. So now it's the far right. It's not subsidies. Like if you looked at um, <laughs> the AP got it right, but CNN gets it wrong because it's about fuel subsidies, which if you were far right, you wouldn't be for government spending. You wouldn't be for subsidies but it, apparently from cnn it's the far right berlin is nearly uh, i'll just read the lead berlin has nearly been brought to a standstill as thousands of farmers rally against ta 
tax rises and subsidy cuts, the culmination of a weak protest that have piled misery upon German Chancellor Olaf Scholz's governing coalition. So tax rises. Uh, I don't know that uh, about that. Uh, multiple other protests are planned across the country. Many are now many are warning that the far right alternative for Germany, the AFD party, is capitalizing on the chaos for their personal gain. Uh, the, of course, it, well, the populist right is capitalizing all over Europe by the encroachment of the further progressive parties' uh, policies in Europe. And so rising taxes, obviously, but subsidy cuts is something else. Subsidies are not a right-wing thing. I mean, I guess they are if you're giving government money to business, but to me, that's still government spending. Whether it's subsidies, whether it's military, whether it's social programs, I'm not, as a conservative libertarian, I'm not for government spending on anything. So that could be debated. Reuters, as as Davos crowd gathers, governments urge to rein in billionaire class. So this is cover. Uh, They're trying to put a veneer of Davos is the billionaire class. So I don't know what... Reuters has become a really big propaganda outfit. Combined fortunes of the world's five richest men have more than doubled to $869 billion since 2020, while 5 billion people have been made poorer, anti-government group Oxfam said. Anti-poverty group, anti-poverty group, excuse me. Um... Oxfam report, which comes as business elites gather for this week at the annual World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, found that a billionaire is now either running or is in the main shareholder of seven out of 10 of the world's biggest companies. Well, of course. This is what Davos is all about, is the billionaire class gets richer because those are the policies they put in place. I mean, if you don't know, the man, the establishment, that is the wall, the veneer of the billionaire class. They own the establishments, for lack of a better word. Breaking views, the specter of Donald Trump hangs over Davos. And again, Reuters, I'll just read this. The most talked about person, the most talked about thing at Davos was disease X so far, but the most talked about person in Davos next week will be Nowhere near the Swiss Mountain Resort as politicians, financiers, and chief executives for this year's World Economic Forum, Donald Trump will be 750, excuse me, 7,500 kilometers away in Iowa starting his quest to win the U.S. Republican presidential nominee for the third time. Even so, his possible return to the White House will pervade Davos discussions on topics ranging from Ukraine, China, trade, and climate change and disease acts which they don't put in there, of course. Oh, just, they they lead with politicians. You have to understand is that this is not a political meeting. Matter of fact, the U.S. Constitution forbids U.S. sitting government officials to attend conferences that aren't sanctioned by the state, which means high-ranking uh, U.S. government officials cannot attend Davos because it is a private meeting in secret where um, you can't do that uh, unless it's a state visit. 
and state visits are among state leaders where you can have private conversations and it has to be sanctioned by the state. So the President Biden can't go to Switzerland um, and meet quietly with the CEOs of big major corporations and be told what to do, even though that happens anyway, right in the Oval Office. Disease X, the fake pandemic stoking the fire of right-wing conspiracies. This is from Metro UK. The next pandemic could be caused by something we haven't even discovered yet, but the hypothetical disease has already sparked a firestorm on social media. Health leaders are meeting at the World Economic Forum in Davos on Wednesday to discuss ways to prepare for disease X, a term coined by the World Health Organization in 2018 to describe unknown hypothetical pathogen that could cause the next pandemic. Or just talking about the next pandemic. So it doesn't matter what, See, X is an unknown, so they could put whatever they want, hemorrhagic fever, um, bubonic plague, coronavirus, whatever, avian flu, whatever they want to put in there, they can put in there. But they want to be able to war game a new pandemic without talking about what the disease is because once, once they invent it, it'll be another novel and the reason novel viruses are so dangerous is because no one's built immunity to them. No one's been exposed to them yet. It's on the WHO's short list of pro priority diseases alongside viruses like SARS, Ebola, and Zika. So they are discussing it there. It's a good, crazy conspiracy theory. I should go back to what they say. What's so crazy? What, what are the crazy conspiracy theories that the right wing are talking about? They talk about the WHO and the WEF talking about it. Is yeah, the the WHO believes disease X will likely emerge in tropical lower middle income countries, of course. Just like Ebola came out of the came out of the woods. AIDS, some guy had sex with a monkey and it says are we prepared? What is the World Economic Forum? Why has there been a Oh, so in the last two paragraphs, right-wing social media commenters have, are critical of disease X. Much of the backlash to, term, to the term has come from far-right groups who also oppose COVID-19 lockdowns and vaccinations. Why would they do that? Because COVID-19 was created in a laboratory as a novel virus, and the vaccinations are suspect. Monica Crowley, a former Republican politician, a Fox News contributor, tweeted the disease X would be a new way for unelected globalists to destroy more freedoms. Indeed, just like states in the United States change the election rules to include mail-in ballots outside of legislature, which is unconstitutional, and unconstitutional mandates of experimental vaccinations and things like um, banning Evictions. Several social media claims about these X bear striking similarities to mis misinformation that spread at the height of the COVID-19 printer. It was never misinformation. It was actually correct information. And if you haven't read the news lately, you would know that. LA Times, sobriety, colonoscopies, and fighting the MAGA agenda, Green Day on making a racket in 2024. Who, who would listen to Green Day? Sobriety, so they're sober and... They're getting colonoscopies like old people do. 
older people do, and they're fighting the MAGA agenda. What's the MAGA agenda? Make America great? Yeah, we don't want to do that. FAA's diversity push includes focus on hiring people with severe intellectual and psychiatric disability. Um, okay, any diverse... The problem is with diversity, it's, it is uh, it is pushing subpar people, and I'm not saying people of color are subpar. I'm just saying it, it's... it's in Being inclusive isn't always putting the person with the best merit forward so it's you know i i don't i don't necessarily agree with it i think it's pandering to protected class um and i don't think it i i think it's i think it, to be honest with you i think it's disrespectful to people of color and to other minority groups just for the simple case it's, it's pandering and that and that in itself is disrespectful i think if, if someone has the merit it, it shouldn't matter. Uh, you know, I'm old school, I believe, colorblind society. So you're looking at two person's res resume, and even if Jamal is one and, and, and Tad or Seth is another one, you know, you should decide, you know, who, if they're equal, okay, maybe you said, you know, we don't have people of color in our workplace. I'm going with Jamal. If they're equal, but you're not going to go, this person is worse. And so I'm going to do a, 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 whatever they call is um, affirmative action hire, a token. I mean, that's just disrespectful. But if Jamal is, is, is just as good, or particularly if he's better, he should be hired. But if Seth or, or, or Jim or whatever is better, then he should be hired. Uh, I just don't believe in putting, oh, we're writing some sort of wrong here. It's, it's, if you're trying to build an excellent group of employees, you know, it, it should be, you put them together. You know, that's where diversity, you know, how about people diverse of opinion? You know, I think there should be diversity on all different levels, but I don't think it should be at, at, to the, uh, to the detriment, you know, what you're trying to do. ABC News explosions reported near U.S. consulate in Iraq. Iran claims responsibility. Iran's Revolutionary Guard claimed it was targeting the headquarters of spies. Indeed. And Gateway Pundit also reports Iran Revolutionary Guards attacks herbal Iraq. Explosions reported near U.S. consulate. Well, there it is. World War III is, is kicking off. Business Insider, Xi Jinping is in battle with China's own military and the outcome could drag the U.S. into World War III. I don't know how. Purging senior commanders to reshape it, he wants generals to be ready and willing to go to war. Oh, Chinese invasion somewhere like Taiwan could drag the U.S. into the Third World War. Um, it, It's going to kick off for sure. I think they're just getting ready. Um for another for another catalyst whether it be in the middle east or in um in the east maybe not the middle east but in the east uh like say russia or other places this is just saber rattling uh in the advent that trump takes power but i think trump's diplomatic stance was the correct one 
The Hill reports Biden-Harris campaign says it has the largest war chest of any Democratic candidate in history. Not surprising, because they want to beat Trump. They have to beat Trump the way they realize. This is from Mardinity, uh, excuse me, Ma- Modernity. Former State Department official warns military is planning to derail Trump presidency. That doesn't surprise me. It's, it's really the deep state, the establishment, um, the globalists, for lack of a better word, the corporate and economic billionaire class um, that dominate political figures and establishments and the deep state, they don't want a populist person to come in and represent the people and come take power away from uh, the deep state establishment that they, you know, took them decades to build, to, to corrupt all these people and buy these people and to build the system that exists today, which is actually people talk about oppressive and repressive, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's the man. That's what I said. All the liberals that are like railing at Trump. Trump isn't a fascist. It's corporate power. Now, there has to be a nod to um, private business or big business um, because it is business that um, is the economy. The government is in the economy. That's a socialist idea that doesn't really work. So there has to be a nod toward business. But the billionaire class and corporations, their political control has to be unwound. The Hill reports voters split on whether democracy economy is bigger concern in 2024. Um, The economy. Democracy will work its way out, uh, particularly... If, if you're really worried about democracy, you have to get rid of mail-in ballots, go back to same-day voting. There should be, you know, some contingencies. Um, absentee balloting should be expanded, perhaps. But none of this other uh, nonsense that was never instituted before because it opens the door for fraud. Because ask yourself, before COVID-19, how come we didn't have mail-in ballots? Because there's a reason. Uh, The Daily Beast, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer's big secret, they're closer than ever. Yeah, they're establishment shills. And that's the problem. The problem is the establishment. It's not institutions. It's the establishment that governs institutions that the establishment is corrupt. And what corrupts? Money. Who's got the money? You just got to follow the money to understand how this all works. You know, Associated Press, Iowa principal who risked his life to protect students during a high school shooting has died because he could probably identify what the hell happened. FBI seeks another delay in Seth Rich case as plaintiff urges production before 2024 election. Um, this is from the Epic Times. Bureau has ordered twice to produce information. Bureau has been ordered twice to produce information from Seth Rich's computer, but still has not. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, The FBI was involved probably in the murder of Seth Rich, who who was the one who leaked uh, critical uh, Democratic Party information to, it was actually John Podesta's email chain, leaked it to WikiLeaks, which laid out the case for uh, accusations of uh, pedophilia by the Democratic Party, particularly by John Podesta, uh, 
Um, but also outlined, which got less play, which was kind of a red herring, was the fact that the Democratic Party screwed Bernie Sanders out of the 2016 nomination, which he deserved. He had more support. But the law says that the parties get to pick their nominee. It's not really up to the primary. That's why I'm saying Trump's still in trouble because he could get all the way to the convention and the Republican Party could say, no, we're going with Nikki Haley, which might still happen. Epic Times, CDC ordered to disclose crucial information from COVID-19 vaccine surveillance system. Federal agency must reveal entries made by people who experience problems after receiving COVID-19 vaccines. Of course, they're dangerous. There are side effects. So uh, I beg someone to come out and say the vaccines had no side effects. Uh, I think it reported on this already. The Hill's reporting, hashtag never Nikki Rand Paul launches Haley takedown campaign. Good. I'm glad. I hope that had an effect on her third place finish in Iowa. And rounding out the news, here's just the news. Blue states extend free health care to illegal aliens. Some don't even require immigration documents. About 700,000 illegal immigrants between the ages of 26 and 49 are eligible for full health care coverage in California at taxpayer expense. It's not, it's not sustainable economically to let in uh, 10 million uh, unskilled immigrants. Sorry. I'm not saying that, you know, I like immigrants. Maybe the system should be, the legal immigration system should be streamlined. I know it's difficult. Sometimes you have to wait years. But you can't allow the volume of people uh, to cross illegally, cross the southern border illegally uh, without much vetting. Um, shouldn't be allowed. Like I said yesterday, the border should be closed. Um, uh, mass deportation should commence. And then whoever remains, we should look at amnesty and pathway to citizenship. That's just my take on it. I'm going to try to get Perry on the line later. We missed it last week. Uh, we can talk about the Iowa caucuses and other subjects with my buddy from Florida, Perry. Um, so I'm going to try to get him on the line later. So stay tuned for episode 63, 64, I think, 65, Tuesdays with Perry. See you then. If not, I'll see you tomorrow.